Truth is the authority. All right, first thing, bring your A game because I'll take nothing less. I mean, we don't need more regulations. We need far less of them. We're going to have an open and honest discussion, but the numbers are what matter. The facts matter. Forget about the Republicans and the Democrats for a minute. Let's talk about the people. I've lived the American dream, and I want so many more people to be able to live the American dream. My show is what it says. It's common sense. We've jettisoned political correctness. It's principles and policies that work for everybody. I just want to talk about how to fix this country. The David Webb Show. The numbers of illegal aliens crossing our southern border are staggering and growing. It's not a surge, as some in the Biden administration would have you believe. And typically at this point, when our southern border in many areas is at its hottest point, there's a slowdown. Weather is a factor. Heat is a factor. Deaths will increase as the numbers increase. Correspondingly, it's not unexpected that the number of children traveling to cross our border illegally with or without family units, accompanied or unaccompanied minors, will increase, and that is likely to hit an all-time high, as we expect in the July numbers, which will be released soon. So where does this issue stand And how can it be dealt with? In the left, they would prefer amnesty in some form, in any form, but I say that's only a promise that will never be fulfilled. It's not that they wouldn't if they couldn't, but when they did have the supermajorities, they did not. We have a population, and that is an undercurrent population in this country, that is being abused in the illegal alien community by the very people through their policies who claim to care about the poor and the underserved, not only in this country, but in other countries. A lot on the table to discuss. We'll turn to Chad Wolf, visiting fellow in the Davis Institute for National Security and Foreign Policy at Heritage Foundation. Chad, welcome back to the show. As the former DHS secretary, You've dealt with this, not only by the numbers, but from a policy perspective. Policy and reality don't meet with the Biden administration. I say it's a deliberate strategy to balkanize the country, make the problem too big to fix. And what is your perspective? Well, thanks for having me on, David. And I think you're right. I think we saw this during the campaign where they they campaigned on certain decisions that they made shortly after inauguration. And if you go back to, you know, late January during that inauguration, for the first two weeks after it, they rescinded a number of policies that we had put in place over the four years of the Trump administration that precipitated this crisis. So, you know, there's a lot of folks pointing fingers now saying, well, we can't pinpoint the actual cause of what's going on, whether it's seasonal changes or what it might be. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny, but yet ridiculous all at the same time. I think the vast majority of Americans know why this border surge is happening now. It's because the Biden administration invited them in uh, and they have done nothing to in, enforce the rule of law and to have a consequence to illegal behavior. 
you and I, David, we don't speed in residential areas 85 miles an hour because there's a consequence to that. We may kill someone and or our license will be revoked. But when folks come across that border every single day, there is no consequence. The Biden administration is not imposing a consequence. And so uh, you're going to see more and more and more of it. Instead, what they're trying to do is just simply uh, provide Band-Aids on a, a very deep cut, right? So they're trying to build more facilities. They're trying to process people quicker. That's only going to invite more and more of this illegal activity. And it's why we have historic numbers in the month of July that you indicated, historic number of minors coming across that border, uh, about 19,000 minors in the, month of, uh, in the month of June alone, but over 80,000 families. And that is a crisis uh, to historic proportions. At, at the beginning of August, Border Patrol had over 10,000 people in custody. I can't tell you uh, the amount of attention and criticism that the Trump administration that we got back in 18, and we only had a, a, a small portion of these numbers uh, that we were dealing with. Yeah, and the problem or the issue, we'll just use that word, grows and expands because of, well, human behavior. Uh, you know, To follow a Heritage Foundation tweet, which leads to my next question, or is a part of my next question, uh, Democrats themselves have said there is no amnesty bill via reconciliation without a bipartisan infrastructure bill. So why are Republicans lining up to support an already wasteful and ineffectual bill when they know it will lead to reward in the Biden border crisis? Uh, look, I, I am clearly aware, as are you, of the goals of the left and the various reasons for using this issue for decades now with illegal aliens coming into our country. But the Republicans don't fight this on the Hill. I, they're in the minority. But that's not their only course of action. Well, no, you're certainly correct. There, you know, there shouldn't be one Republican that is signing up uh, or voting for any piece of legislation that has amnesty in it, period, end of story. But particularly not now. You have the worst border crisis, I would argue, ever, but certainly within the last 20 years. And the last thing that you want to do is provide another incentive for folks to come to that border illegally. Instead, what the Congress should be doing, what Republicans should be doing, is putting forth a proposal that stops this crisis. And amnesty is certainly not it. If you provide amnesty for the millions of, Ameri uh, millions of illegal aliens here in the United States, that sends a signal to others. Let's get to the border. Let's get to the United States as quickly as we can, because perhaps we too will, will have that amnesty as well. And so now is the wrong time to talk about incentives to for more illegal behavior. You know, there's a national security implication to this, and, and I'd like to tackle that from two perspectives. Uh, one being without a secure border, we don't know what comes across. We, we interdict illegal aliens who walk up willingly and surrender with the aids of coyotes or otherwise. Uh, the drugs is a national security issue. Weapons transfers across the border that we don't catch are a national security. People from special interest countries is also a national security issue. Is that even on the radar for the Biden administration? Well, they certainly don't talk about it. It's not only a national security issue. There's actually a, a lot of criminal activity that takes place as well. When we talk about illegal narcotics. But the numbers that we have been citing, you know, the 210,000 in the month of June just alone, 
that doesn't account for probably the 30 to 40,000 what we call gotaways during the month of June. So there's 30 to 40,000 individuals that Border Patrol did not apprehend, never came into contact with, but were able to determine that's how many slipped through the, the net, so to speak. And so those are the individuals that we have to be concerned about because we don't know who they are. And these are the folks that are likely paying the coyotes and the migrants that really know what they're doing and are paying extra to get them past Border Patrol. These are folks not coming across the border and sitting down and waiting for Border Patrol, but they're actually trying to elude them. And they're doing that for a specific reason, whether they're MS-13 gang members, whether they're foreign nationals, whether they're special interest aliens. And there's, there's other folks that want to come into this country and harm and kill Americans. And that's just the reality of it. And we have to talk about that. And you're exactly right. The Biden administration is absolutely silent on that issue. You know, beyond the criminal activity and why I go to the national security angle on this and, and why I like having you on the show, you, you're a policy person who looks at the range of implications. China is one of the largest or actually the largest manufacturer of fentanyl. It comes into our country in different ways through shipping containers into ports. That's one way and other means, but often through our southern border with the help of the cartels and other criminal groups uh, on this side. Appetite for drugs aside in this country, which is a part of the issue from a national security perspective, an addicted nation or a growing addicted nation is a danger to the country and you know, the executive has a responsibility here that they don't seem to care about. Well, again, uh, that's that's an accurate assessment. I think what President Trump did over four years is really talked about a number of, of issues along that border, whether it was human trafficking or it was the you know fentanyl issue that we were dealing with. And you don't hear a lot of that from the Biden DHS or the Biden administration or the Biden White House. Uh, you talk about fentanyl coming in from China. We had done a good job over four years of stopping that, uh, stopping that fentanyl that was coming through the mail system and co- express consignment carriers and the like. And so what did Chinese, the China, you know, Chinese do? They shifted to Mexico and working with those cartels, and now it's coming through the southern border. And, you, you know, you've got to do more and you've got to get serious about it. But when you have a crisis that we see today with illegal migrants, you are fueling the cartels are making millions of dollars a day, not a week and not a month, but a day on this crisis. And what they do is they put that money back into their illegal uh, enterprises where they, again, are trafficking humans, children, illegal narcotics, fentanyl from China and other dangerous contraband coming into this country. So as long as we continue to have this crisis, the Biden administration, through their policies, are fueling these cartels become stronger and stronger every day what if anything can be done at this point uh for governor abbott uh, for governor abbott for example in texas has attempted to do what he can on state and private lands to stem the flow uh detention based on trespass laws for those that they catch crossing the border now we have a federal judge stepping in and of course the article three courts play a huge role in our country but on this issue uh that's a battle that is joined what else can be done beyond that and do you think that will even be effective in the long run yeah so i I do think the battle right now is with the states i mean it's clear that the Biden administration from a policy perspective 
is not going to change course. This is what they planned all along, and for whatever reason, uh, they are sticking with it. So the the play here is in uh, individual states like the state of Texas, Arizona, but then other states like the state of Florida are also providing some assistance. And these individual governors are having to protect their citizens because the federal government is not doing their job and not enforcing the laws on the land, whether that's at the border, whether that's interior immigration enforcement and the like. So, you know, there's not a lot that Governor Abbott can do. I mean, he's, I think he's being pretty inventive on the types of immigration related uh, crimes that he can attack. Uh, but a lot of immigration law is at the federal level and federal authorities and law enforcement are responsible for enforcing that. So I encourage, you know, Governor Abbott, Ducey and others uh, to really look at what they can do in their states. But at the end of the day, the federal government has to step up. It has to protect our national sovereignty from a border security perspective, but it also has to protect those American citizens along the border, not only from the national security and the, the criminal aspects that we've talked about, but also from a COVID related perspective. You have a 900 percent increase in COVID uh, positivity rates along that border. And we're talking about amnesty. <laughs> and it's just it's just out. It's crazy. Yeah, it's beyond a national embarrassment, as you call it. You know, to that point of COVID in the CDC and Title 42, uh, you know, I've seen this narrative over the past few days, typical when new numbers are expected that these uh, evictions based on Title 42 are, you know, effective and almost 100 percent. What's the reality? So the reality is that the Biden administration is still uh, using Title 42 authority, but I would say that they are using it in a very haphazard manner uh, to the point to where they're not making it really effective. Right. So what did they do on day one? They exempted all minors. And when we talk about minors, we're really talking about uh, individuals that are 15 to 17 years of age. They've exempted all of them from Title 42. They basically said if you're between the ages of 15 and 17 and you come across that border illegally, you will remain here in the U.S. We will not deport you. We will not remove you. You will remain here. And it's why we're seeing historic numbers of minors within this age category come across that border every single month. And we just had another spike here in June. It's no surprise. It's not rocket science why these folks are coming. And the Biden administration exempts them from law, exempts them from Title 42 removals. This is what occurs. But then we go to family units, right? Families coming across. The Biden administration is, is, is sparingly using Title 42 authority to remove families. So the vast majority of families are remaining here in the United States. And about the only one they're using Title 42 authority on are single adults. Well, single adults are, are without Title 42 are, if you're from Mexico, are fairly easy to remove. So I think the administration is trying to have it both ways. They're saying we're doing Title 42, but in reality and in practice, and when you look at the numbers, they're not applying Title 42 in the manner in which it, it should be used as a public health measure. Um, and again, they're, they're putting communities along that border and Americans at risk. You know, I don't know the answer to this. I've reached out to some of my sources in Mexico uh, in the last 24 hours, but a question occurred to me, Chad, so I'll put it to you. If, as 
projected or presented by President Biden and others on the border. We were sending back so many into Mexico. Maybe I'm just being a common sense guy here, but where are they? When they go back to Mexico, we would see hordes of people in Mexico, but I can't find it. Yeah, so a a lot of what's occurring is they'll send individuals back and then they'll, they'll try to cross again two days later. Right. And so this is where you need a willing partner in the government of Mexico. You need to put pressure on the government of Mexico for them to do more. You don't need to just push these individuals back across the border into the northern Mexican states. You need to move them back to southern Mexico. You need to move them back to other parts of Mexico. And then the Mexican government needs to have programs uh, in place that will address uh, these individuals whether it's giving them jobs, whether it's uh, providing protections, whatever it might be, there's a number of things that the Biden administration could be doing with the government of Mexico, uh, and it's just not occurring. But I would say when you have, you know, we've seen some illegal crossing points where you have thousands of folks coming across one point uh, across that border, the Mexican government knows that that's an illegal crossing. They know when a busload of migrants show up, to cross a, a to cross the international boundary line and not at a port of entry, uh, they know that that is occurring. The problem is they don't control that area. The cartels control that area, and so this goes back to that you know we're fueling the cartels by allowing by not imposing a consequence to these individuals, not pushing them back and allowing them to stay here in the country. Yeah. All at the same time, continuing to increase an underclass in American society, fundamentally something against who we are as a nation. Uh, Chad Wolf, former acting DHS uh, secretary and also visiting fellow at the Davis Institute for National Security and Foreign Policy at the Heritage Foundation. Always informative. Thank you, Chad. Okay. Thank you. 866-95-PATRIOT-957-2874. It's, it's a good question. A- any answer to it in part. Where are the hordes of people the Biden administration claims they're sending back to Mexico? They go right back into cartel-controlled territory. It's like a revolving door on the border or revolving fence. Where are the good reporters of good stature that will report on the hordes going back across the border. 866-95-PATRIOT. I'll be right back.